You're listening to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today's episode is the recording from our Facebook Live interview series on Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. We sat down with ultra runner Steve Lang to hear all about his recent FKT, fastest known time of the Devil's Path up in the Catskills in New York. So sit back and relax, or go out and hit the trails, and enjoy the show. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Run Venture Zoom series. My name is Kim Levinsky. I'm the owner and race director for Sasquatch Trail Runners here in New Jersey and New York. So we've been doing a bunch of these interviews. We're, we're back coming in strong for season three. And tonight we are joined by Steve Lang, who's going to be hopping on in a couple minutes uh, to chat about his FKT, the fastest known time for the Devil's Path up in the Catskills. So uh, before we do that, I'm gonna fill you in on what's going on with Sasquad. Uh, if you aren't familiar with us, we host trail parties. That's what we call our races um, around New Jersey and New York. We have about one race every month throughout the year. And our mission is to welcome all ages, paces, and people to our events. So everybody is welcome. We love to have fun. And uh, we like to have a squatch-tastic time. So um, let me tell you what's going on for this summer. So a couple of weeks from now, on June 26th, we're going down to South Jersey in Columbus at, uh, in Burlington County at the fairgrounds. We've got our Midnight Squatch-a-Palooza event. So it's on a flat and fast two and a half mile course. Uh, I think there's like 50 or so feet of elevation it is pancake flat. This is our all night trail party. It starts at midnight and you can come and run and hike for 12 hours, six hours or three hours. Do as many loops as you want. Super, super fun. And uh, it's so fun. In fact, we have a ton of runners who run the race and then they say, I just want to come back and volunteer. So if you want to join the volunteer dream team, reach out to uh, me directly on social media or through email, which is on our website, sasquatrailrunning.com. Uh, July, we've got two events that are supporting local charities that are giving back to our local community in the form of food support. So on July 12th, which is a Tuesday, we are sponsoring one of the days of the 10 days of 10 Ks. And that is supporting Men New Jersey, which is a group of 21 food pantries that gives out uh, fresh and healthy food to food insecure neighbors in Essex County. So we had our 5K course at South Mountain Reservation that'll be marked. You can do it any time during the day on that Tuesday. I'll be leading a group run that starts at 6.30 a.m. if you wanna come and run or hike with uh, other other like-minded folks. So that's on July 12th. And then the 9th, we have our fifth annual Fat Sass Switchback Challenge in Milburn, New Jersey. This is our mini mountain race. So it's only one mile long. The course is one mile. You climb up 300 feet and a half mile, and then you go right back down 300 feet and a half mile. So it's pretty fun. It's a timed event. You can do six hours, three hours, or if you want to just do a 5K, that's three loops, which is probably... Might be one of the most challenging 5Ks around uh, here in the tri-state area. So it's pretty fun. We support our charity partner, Livingston Neighbors Helping Neighbors, and we host a food drive at this event that goes directly into the hands of folks who need it around Essex County, New Jersey. And then in August, we have two trail parties that are at Stokes State Forest, which is out in Branchville, New Jersey. That's Sussex County. We've got our Thunder Chicken Squatch on August 6th. That's a 17 mile and, and seven mile 
course, and we are honoring our military and veteran runners by uh, offering 50% off of this race. Uh, we always offer 20% off to military veterans, frontline workers, if you're not aware of that. Uh, but this is our special race where we uh, extend 50% off. So we support our charity partner, which is Operation Chill Out for that race. And they give out warm clothing to homeless veterans in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. And then the last trail party of the summer, August 27th, is the Backyard Squatch Ultra. If you were with us on Monday night, we sat down with the 2021 Backyard Squatch champ, Scott Snell, who just went on to win the Capital Backyard Ultra in Virginia and has landed a spot on Team USA, which is really exciting. Uh, our, our race, the Backyard Squatch, is a, uh, it's a bronze ticket event. So that means if you get the win at the Backyard Squatch, you get an entry into Capital Backyard, which is silver ticket event. So very, very cool. Um, that event is on uh, August 27th. That's at Stoke State Bar. So uh, we're excited about that. You can check out the rest of our races uh, for the rest of 2022 on our website, which is sasquadtrailrunning.com. So, okay, the reason you are all here is Steve Lang. We're going to bring him back on the screen here. Steve, you could start up your video on mute. We'll get you going here. Hey, awesome. <laughs> Welcome. There he is. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're going to be chatting with Steve tonight. First of all, Steve, is he's a repeat offender. We've had a couple of repeat offenders here. We had Dina on earlier. Uh, that was her second time as a guest. Steve was on. He was one of our very first guests back when we started this in 2020. He came on with Ryan Thorpe, and they were chatting about the New Jersey section of the Appalachian Trail, the FKTs that they set. So we are so happy to have Steve back here. We're going to be chatting about Devil's Path up in the Catskills. He recently got the new FKT for that. And uh, I want to say real quick before we jump into this, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you can drop your questions and comments in the chat. I'm keeping an eye on that, and I can relay them to Steve. So. Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, man, we got, I have so many questions to ask, but we're gonna pace <laughs> ourselves here. Yeah. Probably let's start at the beginning. I always love to ask our guests, you know, fill us in on your trail and ultra story. Give us a quick recap on how you got into the sport and then we can start diving into the devil's path. All right, I'll try and make it relatively short but uh i've always been a runner i did track since fifth grade um and then ended up running in high school and did cross country for two years um played soccer for two years um then got into road running i took a little hiatus i'd say until about age 23 24 and then got back into the road running scene 5k to about half marathon did my first road marathons in 2016. I did Disney and New York City, which was awesome. And then I had a friend, Zach Price, who actually originally had the uh, New Jersey FKT, who took me on a trail one one day and we were running like 13 minute miles, but it was like the most fun I've ever had. And that like the light bulb went off. And then I started doing the, um, what's it called? The North Face challenges. So I did the 50K and then that escalated to 50 mile. That was in like 2017, 18. And ever since then, I've kind of just been on this journey of like 
being tied to trail running and like sure I do road running occasionally but my heart is in the trails and every time I, I feel like I want to run the road I end up hearing about an event that's just I can't pass up <laughs> so <laughs> and then FKTs are just like another beast of of their own that I'm kind of obsessed with <laughs> it's, it's just way too fun <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd love to chat about that for a second. Like, it, what yeah. piqued your interest with the FKTs, and uh, where where did that journey start? Like, when did you first get involved uh, in FKTs? Wow, that's a good question. Um, maybe 2019 ish. Um, just because the fact that the FKTs were on these very special, like, very technical, super hilly, and some of them very remote routes. And yeah, just racing the clock was like, some people may not want to do that. Like some people want that, you know, oh, someone's next to me pushing me and there's like a group of people that I can see or chase or get followed. But it was, it's just a whole different experience that, I mean, it's racing still, but I don't know, they're, they're still kind of in separate categories. Yeah. Um, and I would say just after, I mean, not everyone can compete for FKTs, but even if you can't compete for the, the, the current time, I highly recommend checking these routes out on the website mm -hmm. and just just go hike it, go get on it. Even if you do just tag one of the summits because there's some really just unique terrain that's either really technical or just has like beautiful vistas. Um, and yeah, it might just be a great training ground for you or some it's cool to take one of your friends on and blow their mind. So <laughs> kind of that. And yeah, just, there's just, I mean, the Prezi, the devil's path, the great range, like these are all like super ultra classics that just, even if you backpack it, just get out there and make it a bucket list thing. Um, Cause it'll, it'll change your mind about trails and maybe open up some doors for you. So. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned that about the FKT because I go on there all the time, especially when I'm traveling, I'll go on to, you know, their homepage has the map and then all of the FKTs are represented in dots. You can click them and it brings up the route. You can download the GPX, which is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. So like when I went up uh, last summer, I went to New Hampshire, it was supposed to do the presidential traverse, but yeah. weather was weather was horrendous. So <laughs> was looking for, I know, right? Looking for uh, lower elevation. I went on the FKT site and found this route called the Squam Range. And like, I probably never would have found that otherwise. Um, but like you said, like the FKT site, it's, it's so cool to just like get ideas for training or, you know, whatever. So adventure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So. totally all right so let's uh let's jump into the devil's path all right i think we should probably start by just talking about you know first of all what is it if people have never heard about it um what's the terrain like what are the stats you got for us and uh then we could talk about like your preparation and what that looked like going into it sure yeah so um well all trails will tell you it's 24 miles and like I don't know, maybe 8,500 to 9K gain. And I always end up getting closer to 22 with like 83 or 8,500. So either way you splice it, that's that's a intense route. That's lots yeah. of up and downs. Like it's a, it's a mountain route. Right. Um, there's not a lot of exposure, I would say, like something like the Prezi or even parts of the Great Range where you're up on Marcy and like you get 360 views. But um, 
So 22 miles, 8,300 feet of vert. The first 12 miles, so you're gonna you're gonna climb over six peaks. Um, so Indian Head first. You're gonna go Twin, um, Sugarloaf, Plateau, Hunter, and Westkill. So super front loaded. The first 12 miles, you're getting 4,500 feet of vert. Um, let me the, let me pause you right here. Are you going east to west or west to east? Because that's an important. Oh, that is. Um, I think um, it's. I always forget this. I think it's west to east. I'm. I'm pretty okay. certain that's the start. CSO Indian Head finishing, um, on the West Kill side. I always forget the name of the the last road. Um, but anyway, you start at Predator, Predator Road. Okay. That that's like the classic start. I don't really right. know many people doing it vice versa. Uh -huh. Um, but anyway, this so that first twelve miles with lots of climbing very little runnable sections um so if you like to hike and run downhills this course will give you that i will say on top of plateau there is about 1.9 miles of runnable runnable like kind of like it's rudy with some spots you can turn over but generally you're climbing up using all fours um and on the downhills, even lowering yourself off of like rock slabs and sh shimmying between like tight rocks. So it, it's, it's almost like you're kind of scrambling. I wouldn't call it like class three. I don't, the classes are confusing a little bit to me sometimes, but it, it's full on for sure. And yeah. um, it might even intimidate people as far as like the downhills um, if you're not a technical runner, but just hike the downhills. It's it'll t totally change your world for technical trail running, um, and yeah, it's just it's just so good. <laughs> I've done it, I've done it several times, like as far as for preparation, because it's not something you can. I wouldn't say you can onsite it and do super well, just because there's just so much. I mean, as far as navigating it, it's pretty easy. It's red red um, markers the entire way. It's marked super well. It's traveled like, I mean, a, a lot nowadays just because people are finding out about it and it's a big backpacking route. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I don't want to ramble too much, but um, yeah, super technical mountain route, lots of vert, lots of hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I think, you uh, described, I think you described it really well. I've done an out and back on half of it. And um, I was just chatting with a friend who I know is watching this. Uh, her name is Emily because she's about to do Manitou's. Oh, nice. I was chatting with Emily before. Oh, you, you connected? Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. I connected. It, it's only uh, a matter of time before all of us are like, hey, you do this stuff too? Cool. Yeah. Cool. Like, <laughs> everyone thinks I'm crazy. Or I'm like, no, we're all normal. Like, it's just just our hobby. It's totally. It's fine. Totally. Yeah, that's, that's you know, I was chatting with her the other day and trying to describe it. It's, I think you did a really good job describing the scrambles because it's not it's not scrambling like breakneck or popal open where you have that like long sections of exposed rock face. Like I feel like Devil's Path is just this, it's like aggressive terrain that's just gnarly and roots everywhere, uh, very steep. It's, it's such, like you said, it's such a unique uh, uh, trail, you know? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Someone uh, told me, described to me, the rocks are just Sharpie rocks. They're, yeah. they don't, they don't move a lot, but they're just jagged and everywhere. Like there's yeah. no good place to put your foot. Mm -hmm. So 
it's definitely an ankle breaker of a course if you're not I, every time i run it i tape my ankles with uh luco tape on both sides mm. like like crazy because it's definitely a course that could yeah send you uh into the hospital pretty easily <laughs> if, yeah. if, if you're moving fast on it <laughs> i know at the speed you you move and i think um, uh, i saw that uh uh Oh, what's his name? Joshua Reed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, my the, buddy same, Josh. He does the same thing too with the, the ankle taping. Yeah, I learned it from him. So there he, it is. he was my coach for about a year. I actually just stopped using him, but we still are in touch because, you know, once you run so much together and form that bond, it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. And now, so, so I'm glad we brought him up because he held the FKT uh, before you, right? Correct. Okay. So what, you know, I love, I love hearing stories like this because generally, uh, and, and, you know, you and Ryan were such a great example of this, of just helping each other, pulling for each other. Did you have that kind of back and forth with Josh with the devil's path? Um, so, so yes, I mean, he knew I was going for it. We've talked about it. I went for it last year and missed it by 13 minutes. Cause I picked like this insanely hot, terrible day. Cause I, was laid off at the time from work and was thought I was going back to work. So I kind of rushed it. And that's the thing with these FKTs. It's like, it's coming down to a point where you need just good weather. You need yeah. good dry conditions. You need low humidity, a low dew point. Um, you need to be in fitness. So it's like, it's going to come down to who can sleep in their car for a month in the trailhead parking lot and wake up every day yeah. and be like, Hey, is today the day? No, I'm, I'm just going to wait again. And not yeah. everyone has that time, you know, it's just, just, it, it's, it's changing quick, um, right. at least with the, the elite ones. But anyway, back to what you said about Josh, um, he had it for a number of years and I, I missed it last year. And then I told him I was going to go for it again. Like, you know, like playful, like teasing him, like, Josh, I'm going to get it. Like, you know, I'm going to take it down. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I want you to Steve, you better get it. And I'm like, I'm gonna, man, and you're gonna have to come back for it. So like, <laughs> it, it's, you know, friendly, like a little bit of like talking towards each other. Yeah. But um, honestly, Josh is such an incredible runner and at that mm -hmm. distance and that vertical gain, he's just so strong. Yeah. And, and I do well also, but I will say it's a little bit harder for me to hone in versus like that two hour range. Cause mm -hmm. you need to be not just fast, but you need to be durable very strong like you need to have like almost like a weightlifting background or do a lot of strength training to handle i mean you're yeah. descending eight thousand feet like it's you're a lot just, of pounding. yeah you're gonna crumble if you're not if you're just like a, a lean road runner like i'm sure there's two 15 marathoners who can't run that course yeah in, sure. in, in under that time just due to you know the lack of stabilizing muscles and, and durability etc so uh but yeah, Josh was super happy for me. I got on the phone with him right after and I was like, dude, I got it. I got it by like a minute and three seconds. I was like, I don't care. I didn't crush it, but I got it. And he's like, dude, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, we obviously, you know, chatted a little bit more about That's it. Awesome. But, but yeah, I don't know if he's going to come back for it. He's in Durango doing some other stuff, but uh but yeah, he, he was super proud of me. And, and that's the thing that's great. No one's like, oh, you took my record. I'm yeah. mad at you. It's like, hey, good, good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy you feel good. I'm happy you got it. Like, that's, that's the point, you know, to encourage each other. So totally. <laughs> that's awesome. I love, yeah. I love hearing stuff like that. Yes, for sure. 
That's so cool. All right, so let's chat about your preparation going into it. Um, do you, like, did you go out to do, do like sections of it? Did you do kind of like a test run? I mean, I know you, you've trained there a lot. Yeah. Um, what, what did that look like for you getting ready for this? So, I mean, I, I wish I got on it more often, but I live in New Jersey and it's about two hours and 15 minutes to the, the trailhead at Indian Head. So I got on it this year only, I think twice, but the, as far as doing the whole route, uh, two weeks prior, I did the first half, actually ditched my bike in the woods, tied it to a tree, and then biked back to my van because it's a traverse and not everyone can run things with you and yeah <laughs> like organizing two cars it's it's not that easy um right. luckily the the following day that sunday i had ian schultes also a super awesome yeah he's funky guy yeah good guy yeah. great heart super speedy but like so humble um yeah. so we ended up doing the second half together and parking two cars which is which is nice because biking back after doing the devil's path is not really fun <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a commute it's not a workout it's like let me survive and get back yeah but um I feel like with this distance um and this type of um event it's hard to really like nail the training like you want like even like for any ultra it's like are you ever really ready mm. like unless you have no job and all the time in the world to sleep and eat and recover and Right. So sure, I was as ready as I could be, and I put in some good weeks um, with, you know, maybe 50, like 55 is my highest week, but with, I think, 17,000 feet of climbing was my yeah. that week, and a lot of it I was doing on the treadmill, which I do like, but I don't think it should be everything, mm. because you need to prep your legs for downhill. Um, and sure, you can get good climbing on the treadmill without the impact, but I wouldn't say you should do it. I mean, obviously, some people don't have mountains out their back door. Right. So, so, so go hike on the treadmill. But if you can, mix it up, get some downhills in, even if you have to repeat a 150 foot hill. That's what right. John Kelly did. And he won the, he, he finished the Barclays. So right. you, you can do it if you kind of just put your head in that space and say, this is what I have to do. It's going to be boring and it might not be fun, but this is the work. Mm. And that's what these thing, these things are. Training is work. I mean, it's also fun, but it's, it's a mix, you know, it's a mix of play and, and hard, hard effort. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say, I guess. No, <laughs> um, that, that's great. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. throw this question at you because we're, sure. we're here right now. This is from yeah. Kaylin. Kaylin Hoppy wants to know, you, you started to talk about it, but how do you train for speed on these technical courses? Do you just do repetition? Do you do weightlifting? What does that look like? Okay, so I will say there needs to be some threshold work, like some zone three. Um, I, I typically do a lot of like uphill intervals. Like even today, I did some treadmill 30% hiking just for Manitou's. We'll talk about that later, but yeah. <laughs> oops. <Yes. laughs> um, so yeah, I was doing like a lactate threshold like 10 minutes, um, four times 10 minutes with three minute rest. And I would do that at my heart rate zone three. So I have my zones figured out um, just due to like uh, doing a test and then finding where my heart rate needs to be. So I'll do that once or twice a week. 
And then the, so that and the long runs are huge and the long runs easy, very, very easy. Like hiking, just time on feet. I find that the easier you train, like most of the week, the more you can handle. And I mm. find a lot of people, even including myself in the past, you try to run hard every day. You try to run almost like you're like racing, but not easy. So some big advice I have was just easy days are easy. Hard days mm. are hard. Like do not bring them to the middle. Like don't yeah. go in that gray zone. And I find that a lot of, uh, even some of my friends still do it. And I try to tell them, but it takes a lot of willpower to like yeah. go and run your easy day at, you know, whatever that is for you. It may look like 10 minute pace. It may be 12 minute pace. And that's, that's boring. <laughs> but when the hard day comes, you're ready to go and hit those reps at where you should be. And that's when it pays off. So, and obviously recovery, you've got to get good sleep, got to, got to eat well. So, mm -hmm. but intervals, always intervals for hills. Okay. Got to get, got to get strong on the climbing with, with those. So. Do you do any sort of uh, strength training with weights or? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, sorry. I, I, well, I, I was doing them, but I broke my finger. Um, kettlebells. Oh. I broke my finger about four weeks ago now. I'll talk about that later, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I will say kettlebells as far as like swings, um, goblet squats, um, lunges, nothing too crazy. Honestly, 20, 30 minutes a week. Really, really just to injury prevention. I'm not trying to get big. Yeah. You're not supposed to like lift. I mean, some people deadlift and maybe do other stuff, but I think it's a very small part of my training that just keeps me really healthy. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. And you, and you true. do a lot of also other sports. I know that. Right? I, I do. I like mean, especially winter. come winter, like yeah. ski touring, like the past four years I've been doing that. And it's just, a great way to cross train and build that uphill strength and even downhilling you, you it's like a muscular endurance workout going going down the hills and just putting on the brakes and, and I don't know, if anyone's ever skied or snowboard they know exactly what I'm talking about <laughs> so and also even biking just mm. I think the more maybe not the more cross training you can do but when you're getting tired of running or if you feel fried like either take off or, or get on the bike and do an easy spin. It's, it's going to be good for your mind and it's going to be good for your joints because running is so high impact. Um, right. It, it tears us apart. I mean, the, the injury rate for runners is so high. And mm. if you can just divert it to even a swim, swimming is probably one of the best cross right. trained. It's no impact and you're still building your aerobic capacity, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's my advice is, is definitely cross training for the win. And even some of the elites are doing it like, like Jim Wamsley. Mm. Um, I don't know about like Courtney DeWalter. She seems to like to run a lot, but, <laughs> so, but, but that's the thing genetically, some people can't handle it. So, right. you know, did that answer your question? Kind of. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> okay. perfect. That's okay, awesome. Good. That is, that is great. So yeah. let's, uh, let's jump into the actual day of the devil's path and like oh, that's right. walk us through, <laughs> I think it'd be really fun. Like if, we don't have to do like every detail, but like kind of the play-by-play -play of how how the day unfolded for you on Devil's Path. Okay, so well, I did have a friend, um, Greg. Uh, I don't know how you say his last name. It's Bundia. Anyway, super awesome dude. He drove 
to the start with me and was there at the start and he drove my car or my van to the finish so that I actually didn't have to bike back to the start after running the whole thing at a hard effort, which is a lifesaver. So shout out to him and shout out to him for looking at the weather for me and giving me great weather channels to look at because Mm -hmm. that was huge. So started around and did a warm up maybe 12 minutes or so with just a couple of strides and leg kicks dynamic movements and then uh i started at 7 a.m it was pretty good weather i wouldn't say it was like cool but i wouldn't say it was hot um everything's not perfect of course like that day you're like well it's good like am i gonna wait again like no like we're, we're going for it the, yeah the, the trail was dry i knew that so so anyway did this dorky countdown he's like all right steve you ready and i was like yep he's like all right i was like countdown from 10 and he does 10 on whatever three, two, one, go. And I was like, beep, you know, racing your, I drew like a, um, a line in the uh, dirt with a stick and I put like start yes. on the ground because <laughs> you just got to make it fun and yeah. silly. Like, like, I'm like, all right, here's the race. Like, let's mm-hmm. go like hype yourself up. Yeah. So, uh, so I had some splits in mine. Um, not too many, but I had top of Indian head, which was about 41 minutes. And then I had the halfway point to Devil's Tombstone, which was I wanted to be there in 220. And then uh, the final uh, descent from um, what's it called? West Kill. I, I knew I had to be there with uh, around 3, 320. Was it 320? I'm sorry. Uh, 340. I'm sorry. So I knew the descent would take me 40 minutes about if I was not like dead or injured or something. <laughs> yeah. um, so I had those splits in mind. I went out, you know, the first mile, mile and a half going towards Indian Head is, is runnable. It's ru- runnable. It's flat, but it's rooty, rocky. There's yeah. like, you know, three, 5% grade that you're like, I guess I should run this. Like it's a hill, but it's like, you have to like jump up on weird rocks and stuff. And I, I was just flowing. Obviously that's the beginning of the race. So I felt very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you settle into power hike mode once you take that that right to go up towards um, Indian Head. Like so, mm-hmm. power hike, run the flats, power hike, run the flats, and was feeling pretty good. Plan with nutrition was to do a gel. I, I do the Morton gels on race day. I do not use them in training because they are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love them, but yeah, once again, only race days. Like they're like three dollars fifty cents a gel so it's like crazy it's it's a that's a crazy like fee for like you're spending what twenty dollars and twenty five dollars in gels on a day like yeah (laughs) i mean it's worth it but it's still like crazy to think about yeah so i ended up you know climbing up to indian head got to the top in about 41 where i wanted to be and i was like wow this is this is kind of hurting but i feel okay because it's the beginning and you know total like run power hike hands on quads. Um, and then the downhill came the first downhill, um, totally bombed it. I think I PR'd my downhill. Um, I, but at the same time, it, it sounds awesome, but I think an issue I have with some of this technical racing is I run the downhills potentially a little bit too hard. Mm. And if you run a downhill too hard, you might trash your quads for the uphills or the actual running in the race. So sure running the downhill fast like it's great that I could do that but it could be jeopardizing the rest of my race this is just a theory I have I don't totally know yet um so I think 
potentially in the future, uh, backing off a little on the downhills and really just like re- recovering, recovering, sure. you know, right. um, would be the, the smart move. Um, but running the downhills was just total flow state, just like didn't even know what, like just so surreal. And I mean, that always happens to me in these race efforts and in, in downhill. It's, it's like one of my favorite things ever. The uphills I hate. I absolutely hate them. They're just <laughs> so painful. And there's just, you're not really getting to enjoy anything because you're just hands on quads and pushing yeah. and grabbing rocks. But I mean, that's part of the race, right? So, so descend that, uh, descend Indian head, get to twin, um, climb twin. Twin's a shorter one, but it's still like a thousand feet over a mile shorter. Mm-hmm. But once again, you go back into power hike mode. And I mean, it's kind of most of the day is just suffering on the uphills with power hiking and trying to stay on top of that nutrition in that 30 to 40 minute window. Um, also taking like a salt tab with a gel and uh, I had hydration. I had the vest. I had two soft flasks, um, one with water and one with um, some amino acids, like so I can get some salt and electrolytes. I definitely wish I had done both because um, I, it's not like I personally won't bring powder with me in a race effort that fast to like okay. dump powder into like it's just too much time and mess and energy anything so my goal was to make it to halfway up plateau there's actually a little pipe coming out of the mountain Mm. that I've I've scouted this in the past and I've known about it so my goal was okay have the water done by then make sure I'm on top of nutrition so that's like my break so I get like a minute and a half break to fill up my water bottles dump some on my head drink some right there my heart rate drops maybe five beats per minute there or something, mm-hmm. which is like, feels like the best feeling ever. Um, <laughs> but at that point, uh, so I'm getting a little all over the place, but twin descend twin sugar loaf is next, which I don't know. You've did the first half. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, mm-hmm. that's another pretty good climb, but descending sugar loaf. There's this one section before you get to like the lower half of the descent where there's this just, big drop off like Mm -hmm. this huge slab and then just these like uneven rocks and you have to lower and like or like I was just jumping off them and sliding (laughs) on these rocks like grabbing rocks and sliding with my feet and just like I felt like this leprechaun just hopping off of stuff It (laughs) it was so awesome that's like that's my pride and joy in trail running it just just this feeling that I just can't explain to like normal people. <laughs> I'm like, that, that's trail running. They're like, oh, so you go hiking. I'm like, no, I, I, I kind of like parkour. Yeah. Words, like. <laughs> so, so after, you know, descending that, you're at 3,000 feet about. And then I get to the spigot or the water. And then you have plateau climb, which mm-hmm. is absolutely massive. It's. I don't know mileage wise, maybe 1.5, but you gain about 1600 feet. So it's every point one, it's a hundred feet. It's like hands on quads all day. You're staring at your, your legs and just like sweating all over yourself. And (laughs) it's just relentless. And and then it gets in like the top half, it gets narrow and like there's tree cover. So you don't really see what's left. Mm. You're just like blindly going up and you're like, okay, I, 
like, I don't know when it's going to be over. I guess I'm just going to keep staring at my legs and <laughs> grabbing these roots and, and climbing this steep ascent. Um, so yeah, you get to the top of that. Um, at, and so that you're at what, 4,000, 4,100 feet at that time. And then you finally get to run. You finally mm. get to like, I'm not saying you weren't running before, but you get to a flat section for, for the first time, like besides that first mile. And I'm like, yes, like I, I get to like be a runner. I get to like open up and like, you know, running eight minute pace felt like running 530 pace, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice to find a different flow for once. Cause nice. the first three, um, seven, eight miles is just, just up, down, up, down, up, down. Like you don't get a chance to really break the, that groove. Mm. So, so getting top plateau was super awesome. Just felt really good there. I passed like a couple, um, couple hikers, but it was, it was a quiet day. It was a, a Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, it was Wednesday. So I get to the top of plateau and I'm, I, I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm right on pace. Get to the bottom exactly 220. And I'm like, sweet. This is awesome. Everything's going right. I'm kind of hurting like, like, like it should be. And I cross the road, no cars, thank goodness didn't have to stop or ruin my flow and I get I start the the hunter climb mm. which is also I don't know if you've done that one yourself um but it's another ball buster like not as steep but it's sustained and it just goes for such a long time mm. uh so get into that groove just back in the power hike mode and um yeah I definitely started to feel the wheels coming off like the climbing legs were just I was like okay it's warming up a bit my you know you descended and ascended 4,500 feet and in two and a half hours I'm like yeah my body's like hey this sucks like we're we're hurting (laughs) like I was on top of fuel but I think um my endurance uh, or potentially that the downhill running was a little too fast and and kind of hung me up on those climbs so I did, I made it up, um, Hunter, and then you get to a section past, there's a lean to, it starts to get a little bit runnable. I don't know if you've done this, this yes. part of the path. Yeah. It's, it's kind of runnable, but it's like that grade Sage Canada. So I was talking with a friend about this. It's called douche grade. It's a grade that's like, like you can almost run it, but like, do you hike it or do you run it? And it's like 5%, 10%. So there was a lot of that where I was like, I, I guess I should run this. Like it hurts or is it more efficient to hike? So that's the thing with trail running. It's like, in, in these longer events, like you might be hiking at the same pace as, as your right. run, but right. your heart rate is five to seven beats higher, which is ultimately mm. gassing you for that next hour to two hours of the event. So yeah. that's something I think most of us are trying to perfect that we'll maybe never understand (laughs) but um so yeah um get to that point um uh hunter get into some flowing like rolling hills and then you had that like descent down to um um the the bridge and the and the river there it's like a creek bed descent and it's so just like just like loose rocks like total disaster trail like People are like, you would think it's just a wash up riverbed. Like you don't even, it's, I mean, it's marked super well, but you're just, sli- I'm kicking rocks, slinging them. I passed this group of, uh, of Asian hikers who were like, 
like oh like nice like you know clapping and and I'm just like <laughs> I didn't say a word I'm just like tunnel vision like yeah just like dogging it and keeping my pace and just trying to get to that that river because I was like that's the next water stop mm. so mile 15 I'm like okay so mile eight was water mile 15 is water and those are the two ones all day so they're like it's just the savior <laughs> he yeah. gets the water and you're like I need I need this to drink and to just dump like just dive my head into cool it off. yeah and like yeah, that's that's the aid station. That's what I call it. Those are the aid stations. <laughs> in, yeah. in unsupported efforts, that is. Right. So right. so get to that point. You know, I stayed there for maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. Um at, they call it something else. It's I don't know why I'm forgetting the name of it. But anyway, that that bridge in in the river there, stay there for about two minutes. And then I was like, okay, I gotta go. Like I can't just hang out here as much as I'd love to just lay down in this river <laughs> yeah but um so yeah then the, then the last climb is up to west kill not last last big climb um which is also pretty pretty sustained maybe not as steep there's some like more runnable grades I, i'd mm-hmm. say like some five percent ten percent um but at that point i was like kind of shifting to survival mode like my climbing wasn't really gr- well i didn't think it was great it was it was working, but it hurt. It hurts so bad at that point. And you're in the, I'm in the three hour range, maybe three hours and 10 minutes range. And now I'm like, okay, I need to get to my last um, checkpoint. My last, you know, that West kill the, at 340. I'm like 340, 340. And I'm like trying not to look at my watch. Cause you don't want to obsess too much about like, Oh, oh, five minutes went by like, oh my gosh, I'm falling off. You want to just keep moving, just stay in race mode and not like tie into like electronics and I don't know. It's just more energy lost. In my <laughs> yeah. opinion. So I get almost to the top of the climb and I encounter, I passed this um, hiker with their dog and they like pull the dog over like politely. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, People are pretty good about that on the trail. And the the West Kill Summit is like the worst thing ever. You are like, oh, I think it's right there. Like, I don't know if you've you've done this too. Yeah. And you're it's like, oh, fall summit. Okay, another hundred feet of climbing. Oh, another fall summit. And then that mm-hmm. happens like uh, between like three and like four million times. And <laughs> and you're just like, okay. Like, and I'm now I'm like really looking at my watch and like, oh my goodness. So you get to buck point just before the West Kill summit, mm-hmm. which is like this really cool Vista that I would love to stop and look at, but whatever. It's very pretty. <laughs> it, it very pretty. Like it's such a great place to stop. If, if anyone is on the trail, stop yeah. at buck point. Um, so just at buck point, that dog that I passed now is running behind me and I like hear it loud and clear. And I thought it was like, I don't know. I always think like, is a dog going to attack me? Is a dog going to be friendly? Is it just, is is it like, Oh, I want to run with you. So I'm like trying to shoe this dog while definitely hurting pretty bad and trying to just survive this FKT. Yeah. Um, Definitely had some cramping going on. Um, The salt pills were kind of helping, but I think for me personally, um, just cramping is inevitable in this Mm -hmm three plus hour distance um maybe gels trigger that i don't know how it is for everyone else 
I think more real food would be better. But then again, running at that speed and eating real food is like such a chore. Like you literally have to do like a string bean, like, like shove something in your mouth and then drink water and like make like a soup out of it, which is, (laughs) it's so, it's so gross, but like, that's just the way. So good, Steve. (laughs) He he calls it something. I don't know what he calls it. He's on his like long, uh, long efforts. He does this a lot. Um, so anyway, now I have a dog with me. I'm like, oh, great. Like I have this dog and I'm like trying to shoe it. And I'm like, don't, I'm not going to turn around and bring him back. Like I'm going for an FKT, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm going for it. So, uh, so yeah, I try to shoe him a couple of times and I'm like, nope, he's running with me. Like we're just friends now. We're going to keep going. And this is the point where I'm now at that last, um, that last mark that I need to be. So I get to the spot at, 353 and then the descent takes me about 40 41 minutes so i am like no room for anything no no room for air no room for a fall no room to like ease up and like relax and i have a dog with me and i'm descending these sections that aren't super steep but they're you know Big, there's like a big drop and then it goes into like some more runnable downhill but this dog is like clipping my ankles while i'm descending oh not and not like in like a ruining my day away but just in like a like hey i'm here and i'm like kind of annoying you and i'm like okay like i hope he doesn't trip me <laughs> um it, it, so it was kind of like annoying but kind of funny i was like okay i have company this is just trying to make the best of the situation right um so after about four miles of running with this dog, three miles of running with this dog, turns around or something, or maybe I dropped him. I like to go with that one because it sounds way cooler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was just like, dude, this owner is going to be so mad. Seriously, like, where was the owner? I mean, he, the owner wasn't going to chase us, that's for sure. Because, <laughs> I mean, unless he was pretty fit, because I was definitely moving well still right. on the downhills. And so anyway, you get, you get to um, that sign. This is 1.5 to go. Um, I don't know if you recall that. I, remember, I know. I'm like playing it all. Yeah. I was, okay. Over, I just yeah. want to like check in, make sure yeah. I'm not blah, blahing too much. No, no, it's good. So get to that sign and I'm like, okay, now it's like more runnable stuff. It's like flatter. Like I have to, yeah. like downhills. I, I love so much cause you don't really have to run. You just fall. You, you just control your, your line. I mean, you're running obviously, but once you get to a flat, you're like, wow, this is, this is a lot of work. <laughs> like it's like a total different game. So yeah. now I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so close to this thing, but I'm like, I, there's no room to let off the gas. Mm. And I get to maybe a half mile to go. I pass a hiker. He goes, Oh, I thought I heard a runner. And he goes, be careful. That last ascent's really Rudy. And like, I didn't say anything. Cause I know the trail, like, like, thanks dude. Yeah. But like, I, you know, yeah. anyway it, I, pre, I appreciated it but sorry I'm not talking nice. to you it was super nice it, it, it was the thought so about a half mile before the finish I, I like trip over a root or something and fall and both my calves um start seizing and, and cramping and I'm like literally like I'm like is this it is this is this gonna ruin the time mm-hmm. like am I gonna so miss close. it so it's like you kind of have to let it subside that that cramping but you have I'm like I have to get up though so maybe 30 40 seconds of like me prying myself off the ground and and I was like I was yelling I was like 
wolf cry like oh like uh, like i uh, just like screaming like and like the guy the hiker i just passed is probably like what the heck just happened you know like yeah. I, I don't know it was just weird my head was in so many different places and i was just in this totally in, in this realm of just like hurt um, yeah. and also like i want this so bad i am not coming back for this fkt i probably would have but i did not want to come back for it right, right. and so I, I get myself up off the ground i run that that stupid last hill it's like I, they call it something there's a name for it but it's once again in that douche grade category where it's like yeah. uphill but it's like there's boulders in it so like mm. it's kind of like a rock garden it almost. is a right right so you have to okay. so i'm like steve you have to run this you have to run this there's no options and i'm like what do i got five minutes left four minutes right. left like we gotta go so right. i run it i run it and i get to that nice beautiful like piney soft yeah, with, like, with some roots but the roots aren't, if you've run the rest of the trail, the roots are like, it's like a road. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, cru, it's cruiser. So I get yeah. to that point and I totally just dropped the hammer. I, I ran like, I, I made a segment for the end of it. Cause I was just like, I want to see how fast I ran. <laughs> and I ran like 602 pace for the last quarter, oh my God. quarter mile. And like, yeah, it's downhill, but it's, there's like some, some technical stuff. It's not like nothing. Right. And then I let out this like battle cry at the end and got to the end of the trail paused my watch and was just like panting and like sighing and just totally dead just like yeah and I was like I was like I got it I got it I definitely said like some some curse words and like <laughs> was just like it's done it's done I'm so happy I was like I beat it I don't even care like I was like I got it Josh I'm like yelling and it was just such a good feeling and I think there was like a hiker there who was like kind of just like confused what was happening and yeah. <laughs> I mean like some people might question like why are you running this beautiful trail that you should enjoy like mm -hmm. I think some hikers give that sort of not yeah. all of them but they're like one they're, they're kind of like upset about it sometimes yeah but that's a them problem it's you know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so so finish so finish the effort and uh I actually had um a friend uh Philip Philip Vondra meet me at the finish um, as well. So it, I ended up chatting with him. Uh, he showed up a moment after and uh, it was, it was good to talk with him and just like have someone like spill like the story to right away. Sure. And it, yeah. To me, it would have been so funny if I ran through the finish with the dog. Oh my gosh. It would have been like, <laughs> like, Hey, is this your dog? Like, are you like, you know, I don't know if you know about Ben Thompson he runs with his dog a lot. It's like, yeah. oh, is this your dog, Steve? It's like, no, I just kind of picked it up on the trail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> super funny. But uh, yeah, I got it. I, I got like the segment by like a minute and change, and I got the overall by a minute and three seconds. And like, sure, can I go back and run it faster? Absolutely. But mm. I got it, and that's fine. I'm going to have to wait for Josh to uh, come back before I go again. But I'm not sure he really cares. There's a lot to do in the world. And yeah. Uh, just it's done and it was an amazing experience and like I think it was an absolutely amazing uh, build coming mm -hmm. to Manitou's also which is the, the next thing uh, going yeah. on yeah so I don't want to ramble too much maybe you have no that was fantastic yeah. I feel like you know because I've done that the last half of it I've done an out and back on it it's yeah. fun I felt like I was right there with you that was such uh -huh. a great 
play cool. by play. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I could add more, but once again, just trying to keep it semi short and sweet. So yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I think yeah. you know, for anybody out there who's watching this now or catching the replay on the podcast, it's real. You just gave so much great intel on whether they're going to hike it or run it, whatever. That was, I think, it was so great. All the descriptions you gave. Cool. Well, I appreciate that. I don't have all the terminology, but I tried to be, you know, useful with giving you information that'll help you understand like what you're actually going through as far as like you know rocks roots slabs drops you know yes <laughs> the, the, the terrain you know but like once you get on it you'll your eyes will light up and be like this is this is unreal right um, so totally that's so yeah. good um okay before we chat about manitou's real quick well let me ask you this question this popped up in the chat from sean he just asked uh what shoes did you wear Oh, uh, shoes, BJ, uh, uh, Max. Okay. It's, they're, they're like an OCR shoe. They were originally an orienteering shoe, I believe. Um, but their grip, I don't know what they use exactly, but it's, it's so good. You could, you could run and jump on the wettest rock mm -hmm. you can find in the world. And it just be like, you'll just stick to it. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's insane. And it gives you extreme confidence. I will mm -hmm. say check out VJ secondary La Sportiva has some really good grippy shoes, but um, once again, they, they have to fit you too. Some people have different, you know, specs they need to fit toe box, all that. But, but yeah, v, VJ yeah. super, VJ, super that, really They're popping up more and more. I feel like in trail running world. I, I think so too. I will say they're all pretty ugly shoes, but <laughs> per performance wise, like a plus plus, like so good. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yes. Um, okay, before we jump into Manitou's, I had one question that popped up. I am so curious, what is going on in your brain during these, like, are you, are you, is there self-talk going on? Or are you just like, is it silent? Like, what's, what's happening up here as you're going on? Are you just like in the state of flow the entire uh, time? What's, what's I happening? Would, I would say the uphills is more like yelling at yourself, like, like move, just keep, keep moving or like you need to run this run this like like mm -hmm. go go like this is this is what we train for like all the hard work is coming to i like to call it the celebration day where you mm. all, all of that hard months years like everything is coming to these these moments of of celebration where you're just like this is this is it like yeah so, so i would say the uphill is more of like kind of motivating myself to keep going and, and a little bit of like Steve come on like you got this <laughs> like yeah. let's go and then the downhill is is honestly like daydreaming like I don't even know I'm just total flow state like not even not, not even thinking I just it's it's hard to really answer that question I feel like yeah. and then the flat stuff like on top of plateau um just pretty flowy like I'm like wow, I feel good here. There's sections where you're like, wow, I feel so nice. This is pleasant. And then that lasts for a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and then there's times where I'm like, Josh, I'm, I'm not letting you beat me. I was like, I'm going to get this. Like, I don't care. Like, I was like, you're a great athlete, but I'm, I'm better than you, Josh. I'm going to like, just like, kind of like, like a little shit talk, I guess. <laughs> going yeah. on and, uh, like being hard on myself, but also just being like, happy and and also something i tell myself a lot is 
Steve, you like to do this. This is fun. This is a gift. You yeah. get to uh, experience this this journey, this day that like is literally going to be embedded in your brain for for so long and just give you all these emotions and feelings that that's why we why why we do this um you know and like maybe some days you're not going to have that that runner's tire that that flow you want but sometimes it's hitting you hard like nothing else matters you're just totally in like this beautiful like sensation and yeah sometimes i i want to cry and sometimes I'm just like, I have this weird, really ugly face with teeth grinning and you, you get, you get it all. It's, it's like totally like relevant to life, you know, Yeah. the hard times, the good times, the fun times, like yeah, that's that. why I love it so much. So awesome. But, yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, okay. Steve, we last a uh, few minutes we have. Can we chat about, you've already alluded to it, what's next is Manitou's. So yes. um, I know there's people on here watching who want to know about Manitou's. I'm thinking about Emily, you know she's watching here. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about Manitou's for a little bit? And, yes. uh, you know, again, if people aren't familiar with it, uh, that's probably a fun race to describe. <laughs> what, yes, is, what is Manitou's is. Revenge? So real quick, before we go to that, I'm going to throw in yeah. one se- sentence and say my effort on Devil's Path was unsupported. There okay. is someone who has the supported time of Devil's Path and it is significantly faster than mine. And I just can't let Jack's name go unnoticed. He ran it in 413 yeah. and just total other world of, of fitness and just right. athlete. Anyway, he's there. He's awesome. But to Manitou's, um, <laughs> I took a, I took about six days, seven days of like super easy, like cycling, like zone one running, flat running, um, and then did my first workout a week after. And I'm doing like a two week build um, for Manitou's and I'm feeling super good and super hungry and motivated and fit and durable and, and just like the that race like the environment the people who are going to come it's going to be this awesome suffer fest um this is uh, there's liam cregan running it with uh, i don't know if you know Mm -hmm. liam Mm -hmm. but some some fast guys but then just some people just i want to share time with like um but anyway stats uh 54 miles fifteen thousand feet of climbing and descending maybe more descending i think it's net downhill actually Okay. I think it might be like 16,000 feet of descending, which actually is worse. But, <laughs> and, there, and there's maybe three miles of road running beginning and end. So mile and a half, mile and a half. Um, very intimidated. It's going to be a fueling hiking race is, is how I try to explain it. I've never done it, but I've heard about it for ever now. It's yeah. been around for maybe a decade, if I want to, maybe something like that. The, the I'm not sure of, how long Charlie's been doing it, but it's, it's been around. Yeah, around there. So the course has never changed, um, and that's the thing too, though. Like, like FKT, you can pick your day. Low humidity, mm. no rain. Manitou's might be humid, sweat fest, or it could be pouring rain all day, yeah. or it could be breezy and beautiful on all the ridge lines, which would be super fantastic. So, right. if <laughs> but realistically, <laughs> can prepare for the worst. So, tra- train in rain, train in heat, train in crappy and crappy environment, because like race day is never really what you want it to be, mm. and if it is, you it's not going to happen often. Um, but yeah, super excited about it. Definitely intimidated um hoping my fueling 
can go well. Uh, I'm going to try and take the first 25, 30 miles relatively easy, whatever that means. Um, not hit the downhills too hard. And uh, yeah, kind of just that last 15, 20 miles, drop the hammer, whatever that means also, because ultra, <laughs> ultra 54 mile hammer is like running just like, I don't know, I mean, you're still aerobic for most of it. It's definitely an aerobic day, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of like tapping into your lactate. Right. But for the most part, it's going to be just like, just survive, eat hike run down hills smart and not too fast and and really just stay with the the front runners and until you have that opportunity to like and you feel like you can just kind of go so uh yeah I don't know what else uh is you would like me to say or what you think yeah yeah no I mean just for people listening you know Manitou's is up in the cat skills as well yeah Uh, yeah. and to give you an idea on how tough it is I I can't remember oh. what the cutoff is, is like how it's 24, many hours? 23 or 24 hours Yeah, for so, a 50 miler. So that, that yeah, can tell you how tough it is. Yeah. People say it runs like a 70 or 80 miler just due mm-hmm. to, I mean, the course record is, is for men is just under 11 hours. And for women, it's probably right. in the like high twelves or, or low right. 13, like, which is saying a lot. And right. if you've ever done escarpment, it, it does about half of escarpment. It does about half a devil's path. And then it continues on the long path. Mm-hmm. So just totally gnarly, unforgiving, like soul crushing terrain. That's what um, Dick Vincent, I was like, ho- hoping to do escarpment after Manitou. He's like, yeah, yeah, that that race is meant to crush souls. And I was like, well, <laughs> that, thank you for that. <laughs> like, super, like. Yeah, I mean, it is, though. It's not like you're casual. I mean, 50 miles are hard, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of 50 milers that we have on the in the United States that are runnable or maybe have, like, good amount of climbing. But this is, like, yeah. mountain, mountain ultra, Excellent. like, yeah. beast. Like, so I've been – my friend Devang. Devang, <laughs> my buddy. Devang! <laughs> uh, he's been egging me on to do this race for about four years now. So mm-hmm. I've – it's not something you want to do just casually. Like you need to be fit. You need to have no injuries. You need to have a very base level, like years of fitness really Mm. um, to, to do something. Cause like ultras are are kind of dangerous, you know, like they're fun, but they can kind of cripple you. So I I would say doing stuff like this is something you want, you really want to prepare for and mentally and physically, emotionally for, for a long time. So yeah, totally. I think too, like the remote nature of that course is something to consider as well, because it's not like you know you're out at whatever Millburn, New Jersey, South Reservation, you bail on the fifty mile. Like this is it's point to point, right? That yeah, yeah. So that's another component of the event. Yeah, you will not have service in certain areas, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you you might get stuck halfway through devil's path and be like, Oh, like I want to drop here, but dropping might not be the best option there just because it could be harder to drop and get somewhere than to actually get to that next aid station. So definitely something to consider. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. We are pulling for you, Steve at Manatees. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, it is um let me pop in the chat real quick uh i think we had one question that i missed earlier 
Yes, from James Leitner. So James, <laughs> James wants to know, if I organize a schedule for you and crew you to do the long path, would you go for the FKT? Ooh, I, I definitely thought about it just because like I've been working towards a lot of the Catskill FKTs um, in races. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something is, I told Josh, I was like, Josh, I'm going to be king of the Catskills. He's like, yeah. he's, like <laughs> he's like, you're on your way, man. Um, so I will say, I don't really know if I want to do um, the long path due to its very long, it's very long. distance. Yeah. Um, so Manitou's of course, like I sound like a hypocrite. It's like, well, that's also super long and gnarly. But well, not I as long as the long path, though. Right. I, I do think after Manitou's, I'm going to shift back to, like, some shorter, like, 25K marathon stuff mm -hmm. just because I don't want to get too hooked up in the ultra world. Um, at my age, I just feel like I have some speed left that I want to really throw down. And mm. I'd say I would definitely come back for the long path maybe in my mid 30s or, or late 30s and while i had once i get more just training more more experience more strength just better at fueling because i feel like once i start to gear towards these longer races then i neglect a little bit of the speed and that mm -hmm. like high end like sure. fast turnover so like it's definitely tempting and i appreciate that that comment <laughs> and that would be awesome but not yet yeah so, so just kind of and that's the thing when something calls to you then you know yeah but i don't want to force things um that um just because like oh that's the next thing to do it's like yeah but if you don't want to do it then then like that's the thing if your head's not in something you, you can't fake 90 miles you're not gonna yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna just like oh like we'll just keep clicking along like no mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to be fully invested like to do something like that and even right. the, the hundred mile distance like i'm not ready for that sure mm -hmm. could i do one absolutely right. but do i want to not yet right so, i think know. that's great it, it seems like you've really uh don't mind my my cat yes <laughs> <laughs> um, <Love cats. laughs> you really like you found your sweet spot right now and it sounds like you're yeah you know, you're, you're just jamming there, which is fantastic. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Um, I, I definitely have fine tuned things and yeah, I've just taken this a lot more serious the past couple of years. Cause in the beginning I was like, Oh, I want to do a 5k road race. And then like, I'll run a 50 miler and then like, I'll do this trail half marathon and like, sure. You can do all that 100%, but yeah. are you going to excel at them? Uh, maybe maybe unless you're like jim wamsley or like some of those sure. like total like i mean max king was incredible at breakneck mm -hmm. but i think staying in that i don't know 10k to marathon range 50k is like kind of where i want to be right now yeah. um excluding manitou's i just that right. one that one triggered this like total like i don't know just like stoke so yeah. so so like lit up about it um so yeah, so sorry about the long path for now <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> All right, James, he's coming back to you in a decade or so. <laughs> yeah, maybe less than a decade. We'll see. Because my brain's like, like I was talking to Josh. He's like, dude, every time you say you don't want to, you don't want to do an ultra. Two weeks later, I asked you to do an ultra, and then you say yes. Yeah. So I could be convinced. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. That's, well, that's that's the thing about um, ultra running is that it most ultra runners it doesn't take a lot of push like 
you know, no. do dumb stuff. So <laughs> it's just, it's like it's just more adventurous and fun. And like, you can yeah. get more people to tag along. Like a short, hard race is, is, I mean, they're all personal races, but the long stuff you can bring along a crew and right. have like make a whole day out of it. Whereas like, you know, you run a half marathon. It's like, okay, you did it. Yeah. You stopped at two aid stations and you're done. Yeah. Like, so depends what you're looking for. So totally. Yeah. That, hey, I'm, I'm with you. I, I love, I don't do a lot of races myself, but the, the run venture, mm, there's just, yeah. it's so fun going out either on your own or with friends and, you know, yeah. exploring new trails. It's, it's the greatest. I love it. Yeah. And you need it for that mental release, like that therapy. Totally. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you got a good big one coming up. So. Oh yeah. Little guys come around the corner here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Tahoe. Tahoe. Maybe that'll yeah. be on your list uh, two decades from now or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll I mean, we'll see. It's, it sounds so intimidating that distance and it does. Once it? again, you have to, you have to have like different skills, you know, like you have mm-hmm. to be prepared um, nutrition wise. And then even like, I don't know, just like first aid kit and knowing how to yeah. get out of sticky situations. It's, it's not running anymore. It's, it's like primal survival. Yeah. <laughs> Which is super cool, but you have to practice differently and, and, you know, maybe sacrifice the faster running or just like a different type of training to, to yeah. shift gears and you know whatever makes you happy that's what i say just just follow your heart and what, what keeps you uh motivated to to keep on keeping on so absolutely i yeah. love that yeah steve this has been fantastic thank yeah. you so much yeah thanks for having me it's been really fun to share uh and just blah blah about <laughs> all that's so good stuff. it's so good it's so good yeah thank you um i have a note here because I, I didn't want to forget to mention it. i told you this in the, before when we were talking off air um and we can weave this in your dad i love when you and your dad come out to the races and that's what we were talking about before is that like trail running is so cool with that is that you have all ages all paces come you could tow the same line um but it warms my heart when you and your dad are out at the race or he comes to one of our races and you come out to like crew and support there's nothing better than that i love it it's super awesome. He recently got into it about, about four years ago. And, uh, I think it, it, it shifted his, his mind and just showed him that there's, there's so many cool communities out there. And especially this one can really just, it's just, everyone's so nice and supportive and yeah, yeah, we're all doing the same distance. Who cares if someone runs it 20 minutes faster, an hour faster, like it, the running part is fun, but the, another really fun part is just reminiscing after mm-hmm. and you know sharing stories and just congratulating each other and and just being fit and happy and healthy like it's right. just so good like I, I wish honestly more people in the world had an outlet um, yeah. and maybe it doesn't have to be running but even if that means it's art or music or just just something because I think a lot of people are don't have that passion or hobby that really gives them a like sense of identity mm-hmm. and we are all so lucky to have this this sport and this community because yeah just like like how excited are you to go run with your friend like it's like the best oh time gosh. ever like every time it never gets old you're just like yeah. I cannot wait for Saturday or I cannot wait for this day yeah. and it just 
like life is so good. <laughs> it is. It is. Right? You you really nailed it. The community yeah. aspect of it. There's nothing like it. Like I I you know what I, I was thinking about before you came on was when we did uh, back in the winter. Sasquatch did a group run at the Delaware Water Gap. Yes. And uh, you know I think about that run. It was super fun. But honestly, favorite part was when we were all in the parking lot. We were hanging yes. around your van. Your buddy yeah. was there. Your dad was there. Sarah Kool Aid was yeah. there and then you I, i'm not gonna remember the name of that crazy instrument thing you brought out oh didgeridoo that? oh my didgeridoo. god there it yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm silly with that <laughs> it's so but, great and then one yeah. of your buddies had like these crocheted koozies that he was oh making. yeah brian dude oh my god he was talking about making a, a cat bed out of crochet stuff i'm like you're you're next level <laughs> but yeah you meet a lot of interesting characters and people yeah. from all different backgrounds which i think is an even better part of it because really is like certain things like road running or cycling it's it's kind of more strict i guess and yeah like there's like trail running is just so vague like you have the whole spectrum and it's yeah. totally awesome <laughs> i love it uh, yeah What's better than running, talking about running with friends? <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ah, oh, Steve, this is so good. Well, yeah, we, we blew time. past the 45 minutes. I apologize about that. No, it's fine. I could talk forever. <laughs> the conversation was, was on point here. We had a bunch of people tuning in, lots yeah. of comments saying they enjoyed it. Cool. Um, so before we go, do you want to give... Um, how people can connect with you online or I'm, I'm thinking also if you want to do a little shout out to uh uh your people like red newt racing and mountain peak fitness all that you're welcome to do that yeah oh well mountain peak fitness super awesome those people have been so supportive and yeah. just amazing ever since i met them uh 2019 i've been with them um trails collective ian golden puts yeah. on amazing races just it, it, and and just him recapping east coast stuff is oh, man. like he is Incredible. on top of it no matter how little time he has he always just makes it happen and it's he's just so die hard for our community and he yeah. does not get enough credit um so <laughs> shout out to him and and you for organizing these local events that like you know you can just even if someone's not a runner they can come out and just like really? taste the water and like it's pretty, you know, it's pretty hard to say no to once you show up to that first yeah. event. You're like, you're like, okay, I could do more of this. Um, yeah. But I don't really know who else. Um, probably so many other people like that I could shout out to, but just kind of blanking. Just <laughs> but, I, put you, I put you on the yeah. spot. Oh, but my spot, I guess just like Instagram is a good way to reach me or even Facebook Messenger works. Um, so those two, I, you know, try to check not not like religiously but I'm, I'm on them enough sometimes not i try not to be just because you know how yeah. social media is. but like if it wants to continue from there then we'll we'll exchange numbers or email or whatever but but those are two good platforms to uh communicate with me and just ask questions or share stories whatever i'm i'm an open book so i, I love talking about this stuff gear yeah gear, trails all all the all the nerdy runner stuff yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure lots of runners <laughs> will say the same. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. We yeah. all got the passion here. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, Steve, thank you again for coming yeah, on. You. 
We appreciate mm-hmm. you chatting with us. And uh, thank you for tuning in if you were on Facebook Live here or if you're listening to the recap on our podcast. We appreciate you. And uh, you can always learn more about us, Sasquatch Trail Running, on our website, which is sasquatchtrailrunning.com. So uh, until we see you again, keep it squatchy.